Kenneth Opel Silverwing. Betrayal. I want to go to the jungle with you. Goth looked over at Shag Shade. Intrigued. They were flying side by side in a winding over the winding river. The water was running more quickly, bubbling over the rocks. Ahead of them throbbed shadowed Marina. She refused to fly next to Shade, even if said a word to him this evening. They set out as they set out. Throb, he noticed, had developed a strange limping flight. He kept his wounded wing folded up and slapped heart havidly in the air. He didn't look healthy. His fur was greasy and mad, his eyes runny, and he shivered constantly, even in flight. Why, Goth asked him, why do you do, do you want to go into the jungle? I want to be like you, I want to be like, I want to be like a bath, who are all powerful and worship Zox. Goth laughed. What about your beloved Nocturna? She's powerless, you're right. I thought about it. Thought about it all day. A promise is a lie. We spent our lives afraid of everything. And you're willing to abandon your own calling? They won't be around much longer, will they? I know you're planning what you're planning. I don't, you're not going to try to trick them into trusting you. Maybe it'll work, maybe not. It's, if it does, you'll eat them one by one throughout the winter as they sleep. He said calmly without emotion. If you are planning to kill me before we get there, you're right. I don't care what you do with the others. Just take me back to the jungle with you. I don't care about if I eat your own colony. You seemed interested. They hate me. They blame me for burning down the nursery roost. Burned down by the owls. And they never liked me before anyway. For a while I thought I could make it up to them and help them fight the owls. But... They didn't want anything to do with me. Why should I care about them? Even your own mother? She never came to look for me when I got lost. She just kept going, gave me up for dead, thought I was more than trouble than I was worth. Goth looked at Marina and her. She still thinks that humans came to save us. You're right, it's pathetic waiting for something wanting to be something we're not. We're just thinks I'm she thinks I'm weak and greedy for power, aren't you? Yes, he looked at Goth right in the eye. I am greedy. I spent my whole life as a runt and want to be bigger and stronger. I want you to show me how to fight and hunt. Goth looked at the horizon thoughtfully. I don't trust you, Shade. You have to. He snapped back, surprised at his eyes. I don't think so. I'll kill you right now. If you, then you'd freeze to death, and you'd need me to get to Hibernacanac. 
You think this is the worst winner? Yes, just this is just the beginning. Look at Rob. He's got frostbite and a couple of nights he won't able to fly. Then he'll lose his wing. And you'll probably do it in a hurry. You'll you'll get it too if you don't hurry. You have enough fur to protect you. You need a warm place for winter. As far as fast, you need me to convince the silver ones you're their friend. Stuff didn't look amusing. So that's the deal, Shades told him. Take you to Hibernaculum. I take you there to the, and you take me to the jungle. The cannibal bat was silent for a minute, moment, and then he nodded. You got a deal, little bat. Maybe he was underestimated shade from the corner of the eye. Doc watched the little bat in flight. Certainly there wasn't much to him now. But that could be changed with me he would grow. Shade was right. He would need he did need him. We didn't need to read carbonaculum soon. Rob would react certainly would certainly die not that Goth cared about that feeble flying carcass he was starting to feel unpleasant numbness in his wingtips he needed warmth and shade might be more used to him alive than dead maybe he could even use him could help him convince the silver ones to come down to the jungle. He'd have special privileges and he'd be more useful companion than Thrawn. He was sharp-witted this runt. He might not be as... might not be much of a fighter yet. There was still intelligence and hunger in his eyes. He wanted power and Goth had respect for that. What he really was he willing to accept to sacrifice his own kind in Marina too? At first he thought he at first he was doubtful, and after a while he began he believed Shade was telling the truth. The little runt was smart after all. He'd seen the truth. That's it, Shade said to Goth suddenly. The last landmark. He pointed his wingtip to the tall hill in the western horizon. Goth said, You'll never, you never say anything about a hill. But I knew I'd remember if I saw it. I just saw part of my mother's map. We've we leave the river, go over the big hill, and it shouldn't be much farther than that. Don't think so, anyway. He judged the distance in his head. He felt sick. Another night's flight with maybe two of them. Good. Goth, this way, said Goth. This way, he, he shouted. Throbbing Marina. Shades decided to cooperate after all. Marina looked back at him over her wings. He met her eyes on he only met her eyes for a moment, long enough to see the disgust in them. 
and then he knew right away, he had to look right away. It's getting brighter, God said, we need to feed here and loose for the day. Stay in the clearing where I can see you. Shade fluttered continuously in the treetops. They encountered the owls and the other birds lately, but he kept sharp eye on ears out for them. What are you doing, Marina? hissed, darting at him. What does it matter, he said coldly. He could see that Goth could see Goth circling overhead watching. He knew he was he knew how good his hearing was. You're not really leading in the hibernaculum, are you? Tell me if you are, I'll make a break for it on my own. No, I won't. No, they'll catch you. How could you do this to your own colony? To me. I... He looked at her hard, wanting to speak more than anything, but he couldn't. She flew away from him, freed by herself. His heart felt heavy as a stone. He ate without even noticing the places where Marina had taught him. He fluttered past a bush for cocoons that he saw in leaves. He stared at them for a long time. Something familiar about them. He recognized the shape and the deep veins. It was in the cathedral spiral. Zamfir mulched up a leaf, dazzled it in his mouth, and the leaf made him sleep. Shade whimpered in gratitude. He looked carefully at Goth and Throb. They settled on a treetop to watch over him and Marina. Shade looked, landed on a bush in a plain view. He found a sack of cricket eggs, ate hungrily. While chewing, he reached over the one claw tore a deep-veined leaf off his twig. Suddenly, he crumpled his body under his wing and fold tight against his body. He glanced at two can the two cannibals. They didn't seem to have noticed. Goth preening himself, preparing for a hunt. Shade flew from Brant Bush to continue feeding. Goth brought a bat to the cave to tear into it hungrily. His stomach churning, Shade saw it was a bright wing. Marina heard two cannibals' eyes blazing. Be grateful I found this straggler, Goth told her, or it might be you getting eaten right now. Shade saw, took a slow deep breath, I like some. Goth and Throb looked at him. Oh ho, said, crowed Goth. The little one has developed an appetite for meat after all. That's enough for him tonight. Throb let him catch his own meat.
That would be ungenerous, Bob said Goth. We have to convert Zots in our we have a convert of Goth Zots in our midst. The corner of his eye shade caught Maria staring at him in disbelief. Go ahead have your fill, said Goth. Shade seeped stepped toward the carcass, willing himself not to lose carriage at this moment. He turned his back to Goth and throbbed. He bent over half the vet, the vet. He didn't want them to see his face. Over the next few minutes, last few minutes, he began chewing the leaf. Slowly, nobody noticed. He had extremely, he'd been extremely careful. He swallowed, he hadn't swallowed so much as a single drop. He held it in the pouch of his mouth, ground it up, mixed it with his saliva in a clear potion. Leaning over the body of the bat, he pretended to eat, dripping his teeth, dipping his teeth down. He would not, he did, but he didn't eat. He simply let the leaf liquid dribble silently over the carcass. A bit here and a bit there, he was lucky the liquid had no smell, not as much as the taste either, nothing to alert the cannibals of its presence. He ate heart. he hardly ate at all, wine throb, lurching over to see what Shade was doing. Quickly, Shade closed his mouth, eat, growled, throb, beating, batting him a with an outreach, outstretched wing, you were, you said he wanted to eat, so eat. So Shade had a bit of potion of his mouth. There was no getting around it. He had to eat some of the bat. His stomach lurched. He bent down, took the delicate bite, letting the last liquid flow down his mouth. The same moment... The taste of meat brought water to his eyes. He tried not to touch it with his tongue or let it remain too long in his mouth. He swallowed, almost choking, revolted horribly, ashamed. He felt as if he'd done something unspeakably evil. He couldn't stop the tears streaming over his nose and fur. You'll get used to it, said Goth. You'll get so that you can hardly wait to kill again. Throb roughly shoved Shade out of the way and began feeding on the carcass. Shade crawled back slowly towards Maria. She moved away from him, just staring at him with a look of utter hater. Utter hatred. Traitor, she said. She looked back at him. I wish I never met you. Sun light outside of the cave. Tentatively, Shade shaped his body a little to see if Goth would notice. Cannibal's heavy breathing, undisturbed, slowly. Shade eased his shoulder from Goth's swing, and then his chest and wings and pulled out as much as he could of the mange. He was halfway out when Goth twitched, he 
His broad wing contracted, dangling shade closer to the, his rank damp body. Shade forced him to go limp. Himself to go limp. Wayne fearfully for a few minutes, but Goss did not awake. He ground his teeth in his sleep in a string of saliva dripping from his mouth. Shade looked away in disgust, slid his body forward again, and almost there, he just his tail and hind legs got clear. His leg. One of his wings knocked against Goff's forearm, jangling the two metal bands against one another. It was perfectly tri clear chiming. Shade, Goff said. Shade, frozen horror, turned his head. One of the Goff, one of Goff's eyes was wide open, staring at him. He wasn't moving. His eyes were dead unfocused. He's still asleep, said Shade. They continued to stare at one another. Shade, motionless, waiting to see what would happen. Go to sleep, Shade said softly. As if on cue, Goth's eyes shut and his breathing returned to normal. With a few pulls of, with a full, slow pull of his shoulder, Shade Wringled through Goth's ring, he crept to where Throb was hiding and dug, drug, was sleeping, drugged sleep. His ugly head drooped awkwardly. Carefully, he looked up as White Ring and poked at Marie and gently with his nose. He said, she stirred, opened her eyes, not a sound. She stared at him with a cold loathing as last night. He suddenly worried she would say something, make a sudden noise, or undo what he worked for. Trust me, he said in a whisper. He helped her clear of Throb's wing. They both crawled silently toward the cave opening. They squinted out in the day. Close your eyes. They closed their eyes and opened their wings and flew.